Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Here for the Right Reasons, Us Weekly's Bachelor podcast. I am your host, Sarah Heron, and oh my God, I'm so glad we are back to do another episode this week. I thought Women Tell All was dramatic, um, but Fantasy Suites certainly took the cake, in my opinion, that last 30 minutes. There is so much to discuss, and I have someone who knows a thing or two about a fantasy suite? I mean, it's been a minute. She's a married woman now, but she's going to help me break it all down. Hello, Kayla Quinn. Hi, Sarah. Thanks for having me. I mean, this was the opposite of a fantasy. This was a telenovela nightmare. It really was. And I feel like there were a few lines they included in there where Clayton was saying like, it's a dream. And then it was just, it was not a dream by the end. I agree. <laughs> what have you been thinking overall about this season? Have you been enjoying it? Um, what do you think about Clayton? Where, where are you at before we dive into these specific dates? Overall, I loved the group of women. I thought they had a lot of genuine friendships. And I mean, I think they all were closer because they banned against something else. Um, and that kind of brought them, um, yeah, brought their bond tighter. But um with Clayton, it, I've been kind of hot and cold with how things have been going, but overall, I I just was hoping, and I'm still hoping that something good happens in the end. That's a fair, that's fair. I think we'll get into it, but I think Clayton may be in over his head from the moment he stepped on at that mansion and he started trying to give that rose away to Sally TBT. Like, I think that showed us that he was going to be a bachelor that really struggled. And I said last week after hometowns, he had this moment where he said, I'm ready to throw it all away. I'm ready to really lean in, throw out the real world and be the, the in bachelor world. And I think that's the moment you should absolutely stop being in bachelor bubble and start thinking real life for a second here, buddy. Cause now there's families involved, involved. There's overnight dates involved. There's the L word involved. And that was the moment he chose to go. I'm going to go through with this process. I'm going to do what the bachelor does. And then at the end of this episode, he had to be like, I told you this was going to happen. And they were like, dude, I don't know. I agree. It was kind of like flipping a switch. And the women have been dating this conservative guy who really isn't open about his feelings the entire time. And now he chooses to go all in and say, what do you mean? You didn't know I loved you. And he's and the women are like, what do you mean? You haven't given me any validation to this point. Right. So it is just a 180 to just drink the Kool-Aid so late in the game. I, I really think that's part of it. And I think he trusts the show and he kind of has tried to go with it. But that was the moment he he told Jesse Palmer at that row ceremony before he sent Serene home. Like, 
like, I think I'm in love with all four of them. And Jesse Palmer's face was like, Oh God, what did we do? <laughs> yeah. He's like, we've created a monster. We have, and it's good TV, but also it's getting dark. It, it, again, the real life circumstances start to creep in around this point and it, it's good TV, but it's also like, Oh boy, like these are real people. And we got to try to navigate this. We started this week with Rachel. Obviously they definitely kept the order. I assume that it filmed that it aired. Cause that ended up kind of being a big thing, obviously with Susie and with Rachel, his physical connection, which he said has always been strong. He said, quote, like we, you can't separate us if you try like that much. We know. Um, Yeah. And he also says like, oh, we can make out all day. Like he's like, we need to stop at some point and have a conversation because otherwise our lips will just be suckered to each other. Right. And I thought Rachel was the clear front runner here. This episode made me think, I guess it was Susie all along, but um, Rachel and him, it's that, it's that physical thing, but there was a moment in the cave thing when I think he asked her, she, he, she asked him, do you have any reservations? And he said no. And they just went back to making out. And I was like, this was a really big missed opportunity for them to like finally have a real conversation. I know. And the thing is, I'm sure he's the way he thinks about it, though, and like the way production works is when you have a day date, usually don't have as meaningful conversations there. You wait till night anyway. So maybe he thought, you know, that'll be my opportunity to open up. And but I agree. He it was a missed opportunity. That's interesting though. So he's trying to keep it light and fun. He's like, all right, we got fantasy suites. I love making out with Rachel. I'm going to keep making out with Rachel. Then I'm going to get to do more with Rachel. Um, And then we quickly cut to that first Gabby and Susie talking about what's going on with Rachel. And, you know, the women have to, ever since Peter season, I think they've had to stay together during the fantasy suites, which is just feels cruel. When you did it, you were in your own room, right? (laughs) Right. I know. I don't know. I mean, I could see why they love this added drama at the end of the season, but it really, I think, hinders the women's ability to be invested in the relationship. And if it is the bachelor's goal to create a healthy relationship after this, putting them in this cycle with all of these women is, or like in this little bubble is so unhealthy. And Susie, as we see spirals in many, many forms because she's just re-reminded how much like the competition and the other women that are there. Yeah. A hundred percent. And it honestly, it does create more drama, but it's not even really fun to watch. Like I feel icky when they're all there. And I also, but I will say what was something that was good that came out of it was these three women, they really did try to respect each other. They navigated the situation. I thought as well as they could, it was nice to see the three of them still have like a bond. And Susie especially really stand out to me as just like a nice human based on all that. I completely agree. And this validated my love for the women in the casting this season, because they really have so much respect. And they kept saying like, you know, I, I want to honor, you know, your experience and we're just going to keep the rest private. And I love how they do just talk about what, you know, they saw in Iceland because that is the only thing that isn't related to their heart. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And Gabby immediately, it's pretty unsurprisingly saying, you know, I'm cool with him to explore other relationships. She makes that, you know, I feel like classic Gabby line already. I want to get to know us inside and out. Like she's kind of going that route. And then we immediately see Susie not necessarily feeling the same way. And I can't decide if she didn't understand the gravity of the situation until now she's in fantasy suite. So now she's thinking, oh no, I don't know if I'll get over this. If he does sleep with them, or is this something she knew all along? Should she have hinted at that to him earlier? That's like a big conversation right now. What do you think in that sense? Yeah, I think 
there, it was just like a miscommunication in general. And you're right. Maybe she didn't think she would make it this far. So she didn't warn him sooner of her boundaries. But if you are, you know, if, if there's something so strong and important to you, you should communicate that way earlier on in a relationship. Um, and especially if marriage is on the table, if that is, if you are serious about marriage, if you are serious about engagement, she should have communicated that sooner. Yeah. I think there could have been maybe a way, cause I do, we'll get to their whole conversation. I think that I just can't decide if she didn't really realize because we've had people go onto the show and say, you know, I'm a virgin or I will not have sex and finish like kind of with like strong intentions. And that's like a storyline throughout. And with Susie, I couldn't tell if she, or maybe it really is just like, she's hoping for this fairy tale of Clayton will magically know. She said, quote, if Clayton thinks it's me at the end and then proceeds to sleep with other women anyways, I would have a hard time moving forward with him. And of course, then they edit to him and Rachel in bed together. But like, I think she really, really wanted to believe that he would make the quote unquote right decision. And maybe she just like went with that and his intentions, but like, think about it. It's the bachelor and he, but maybe you said it's like maybe 180, like this is now he's leaning into being the bachelor. I don't know. Right. And I agree with you. She, I, I believe that she didn't realize, you know, the gravity of this and what would happen. And at the same time, it kind of shows her relationship naivete because, because if you don't tell a man something, they're not going to know what you want. That's Very true. Flat, you have to either say it or don't have the expectation that they're going to do it. And I think when you are on The Bachelor, it is this fantasy bubble of going on helicopter dates and hot tubs and Iceland volcanoes. But at the end of the day, um, if you want to have a serious relationship at the end, like you have to communicate properly. Yeah, that's true. And their communication clearly is not great, which we'll get to. But the night portion of Rachel's date, you know, she admits she couldn't really read him. She was scared. She was going to get sent home last week, which I thought was actually really interesting because up until this point, I really thought Rachel, Rachel, Susie and Gabby a little bit like the final four didn't surprise me, but I really thought Rachel had an edge. Um, So when she didn't get that first like rose or when she got the last rose last week, I thought that was bizarre. Yeah, I felt the same way because even from the beginning, we saw their connection and like they've had meaningful conversations and he's expressed the most affection towards her. So I was surprised as well that she was picked last. And I think it kind of just shows how he hasn't really validated any of the women this entire journey. So none of them really know where they are. And I think we've all been distracted by these other women who are tricking and disingenuous. And so it's really kind of confused everybody at where they stand. That's, that's very true. You're right. I think it really, it, it's like love story. It's like love story, like love bombing overload now after we were just so Shanae and Sarah and Mara and whatever, like it was so focused on that. It was really hard to see who Clayton was forming connections with. Like these, these people weren't, it wasn't a surprise. Like I said, who the final four was, but I still didn't really know like anything about their connections with Clayton, like what they talked about or what they have in common or anything besides he's good at making out with all of them. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and actually also- Rachel. Yeah. I mean, this is supposed to be reality TV, but what is reality anymore? We don't know. Right. We see him say to her at night, I'm falling in love with you by the next morning. It's I'm in love with you. Um, (laughs) and he yelled it, you know, all Rapunzel vibes at her, um, which of course then we see him do to Gabby, but at the time it felt, I guess, meaningful. Um, and they also, I mean, the big takeaway for Rachel for me was that like, and I know they were going to, I guess they had, they don't, they used to allude to it. Right. It was like, the birds and the bees and the flowers and the bra on the floor. This was like, okay, let's like, let's make breakfast. Let's still be making out. Like he says his shoulder was dead. Like I was like, okay, we're really going for it here. I know. 
they're really leaning to, into like, I mean, I think everyone's embracing sex these days and the show has really, you know, metaphorically and literally had a climax in terms of sex and we talk about it all the time. And so this is the sexual kindness where, where we embrace it all and talk about it. And he literally had the intention, probably sleep with three women all yeah. in the fantasy suites. And so you can't get more, you know, sexually like, you know, embracing it all than that. Yeah. I know the show was a little different when you were on it, but was that anything you were worried about? Like what the fantasy suite would like, how it would air, how it would look and how they can change it, whether whatever happens. Like, cause I remember like Raven from Nick Vile season, she even like, she's made some comment about how like it was the greatest sex of her life. And then she admitted we didn't even sleep together in the end. So like it can air anyway versus what happens. Yeah. I, I mean, I think I had a more conservative season yeah. and I think back then people I mean, maybe, I don't know, maybe it depends on the bachelor. I think they do really set the tone and, um, this lead isn't that private and my lead was private. And so it depends on each year. Yeah, that's fair. But Ben did say, I love you to two of them and Clayton right. fucked him with the three, but there's a, it, it's Ben Higgins gets the, Oh, Ben, we love Ben. And Clayton gets the, how dare you? It's kind of an interesting thing. I mean, I think, you know, they're both men of faith, but I think one I don't want to say respected the women's journey after the show, but I, I will think, I, I will say, I think Ben thought about what the women would feel like after this aired and what they would feel like in real life. And I don't think Clayton thought about the women after all of this at all. I don't think he did either. Ben tweeted during the episode, Clayton, I'll hold your beer. But before I do, can I just tell you something I wish I would have heard quote, stop, don't do it. Be better. I think he, you know, is just, if you could turn back time, Ben has said before, maybe he wouldn't say, I love you to Jojo too, even though he was feeling it because he did want to salvage the Lauren relationship. And I think that that makes sense. I I get it. You get caught up in it, but like, you gotta have a sliver of what's going to happen in six days when this ends, like it's so close to the end. How are you not like thinking a little bit outside of how this is going to look? What do I want out of this? Was he just trying to sleep with three girls? Is he caught up in the show? Is it both? I don't know. I mean, I don't want to blame Jesse Palmer, but that's kind of where the um, the host kind of should come in and guide their heart a little mm-hmm. bit and remind them of what's important. And I do think Jesse's been doing a great job, but in other seasons, sometimes you have past bachelors come in like fairy god yes. bachelors giving advice and you know, Clayton really would have benefited from Ben flying in to Iceland and saying, let me remind you what yeah. this is all about. Little uh, look in the magic mirror. This look at how, look how it works for me. <laughs> yes, exactly. But, you know, I think he was, he, I think he's confused about his heart right now. And we can't blame Clayton because he's been on this emotional love roller coaster with, you know, women coming out of nowhere, tricking and putting his reality upside down. So I don't think he really knows which way is up. Yeah. I think he's definitely, his head is spinning and he did finally say, you know what, I'm going to lean into it. And then he did. And then it backfired. And that's why I think at the end, we see him get so mad at the producer when he's like, this was my biggest fear. Like basically being like, you told me this wasn't going to happen and it happened. And it's like name of the game of the show. I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's, 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 there's no like right or wrong answer. I don't think. And I think that's when you have to lean on your morals when you're confused in all of this, because mm-hmm you can't always rely on the producers to tell you the right thing. And right. you just have to know what is good. I mean, yeah, it's true relationship. I hate to say that, but yeah. 
Gabby was second. She did some dune bugging. Um, people love Gabby. They think she's very charming on the show. Um, I love Gabby. Yeah. Gabby, for me, would be the best bachelorette. I love a bachelorette with a sense of humor. And Gabby, to me, is playful and light, but also genuine and seriously looking for love. So I love Gabby. All right. Team Gabby over here. Um, yeah, yes. And <laughs> I think she... Um, she tells him what she told Susie, the same thing of like, you can explore. I think she, Caitlin Bristow posted a clip from Chris Soul's season today in which she, it's like a throwback with Jimmy Kimmel in which she like told Chris, yeah, you can sleep with all three, like got to test out the car. And like, I don't know how much people actually mean that when they say it, but like also they, they, they remind me a little bit of each other in the sense of like, this is the show let's see it through. And I think with Gabby, it's going to be the, I love you is going to cut a lot deeper than the sex. And for some people it might be sex versus the word, like it's, or both, you know what I mean? And I think she was really just trying to tell him like, I, you can go with the process. Like I trust you, which in one way I do kind of respect because there is always the element of this is the show you signed up for. Like, this is what, you know, could happen. I'm not saying you can't change your mind or your feelings aren't valid, but there is an element of that with the Susie stuff of like, you're on the bachelor. I don't know. Right. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think Gabby was really respectful of his experience in that. And it's very selfless for her to say that because obviously it is going to hurt um, if he does choose that. But I thought that that was really commendable for her to just kind of give him that permission. Yeah, I think so too. And I think they also seem to have a pretty strong physical connection. Not quite, not quite him and Rachel, but clearly no, no major issues there. Um, but it kind of yeah. felt like his, his little speech that he gave leading up to the I'm falling in love with you felt a little eerily similar to the one he gave Rachel, in my opinion. I'm like, I don't know. No, I, I agree. I feel like he not rehearsed what he was going to say, but he just felt was prepared and just kind of kept repeating. He, he didn't really have much to, to differentiate any of the relationships. Yeah, I think so too. And then the only other major difference I felt between Rachel and Gabby was I don't know if we ever got the official I love you too, or if he stuck with the falling for Gabby and he gave Rachel the I love you too, which in Bachelor World, I guess that makes a big difference, but I don't totally know. Yeah, I think, yeah, he was like, I'm falling for you versus I love you. And I think, I don't know if he really knows what love is. So I think he's just throwing out versions of love to make it feel different so that he can validate his feelings later. Ooh, that's a good line. He doesn't know what love is. I don't think he does right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Susie was third. Obviously you have Gabby come home with the, the bed head. Um, and you know, Clayton is in his confessional kind of maybe, maybe having the moment of like, Oh boy, I just slept with two of them. Now I got my third who I actually like the best. Um, don't want to shatter somebody. I didn't think I'd fall in love with people, but I just, it's a little, it's, he's not even quite there yet, but it's almost a little too late already. I just wonder like, did he have a strategy going into this? Was this just he got caught up in the moment? I really don't know what he thought was going to happen is what I don't understand. I know. I, I feel like confused and sad and frustrated for him because I think he is trying to have an authentic journey. I think he is a good guy at yeah. heart. I think he just, yeah, is confused between love and lust. And at the end of the day, yeah, when he's with Susie, he's looking at her and he's like, oh my gosh, like. Yeah. You're in front of me and I'm, I feel the strongest about you. And what's really sad is I think that he wasn't really focusing on his feelings. He just wanted all three women to love him. So that's why he's just telling all of them. I love you. Right. So that at the end, he felt like, you know, he had the choice at the end, but he, but he should, I don't know. I think he should have been more genuine about his feel. I'm, I think I'm saying this wrong, but 
No, I know what you mean. Conversation. He wants the show to work. And so he's willing to, you know, kind of throw it out there and lean into it and go for it. But then in return, they're not thinking in show terms anymore. And he kind of still is. Right. I think so. And, you know, he's really careful about his words the entire time. And, you know, this entire, you know, Susie conversation, which is where we're at is felt very much like Ross and Rachel. We're on a break. Yeah, it did. And I see both sides. So I see both sides too. And let's, let's dig into that because he does admit during the day, I always want to be next to her. I can't hide that. My love for her is on another level. And that's kind of giving us as the audience, the validation. I didn't really know throughout the season that Susie was his number one. Like I said, a thousand times, I really thought it was Rachel. Um, But at the night portion, you know, he, he tells her I'm in love with you. And she, he says he's been, he's known since that clock tower visit when she surprised him and said she was falling, um, which that was a defining moment in the show. I, I still thought maybe Rachel at the edge, but I guess looking back, it, that was when we should have known maybe Susie kind of had taken over, but she, you know, starts to express her concerns. I can't compromise. I feel uncomfortable. It's impossible to move forward with an engagement and his head is clearly spinning, but I think Susie did a great job of not trying to shame him. Or, and explain to herself that, it, you know, I'm not trying to give you an ultimatum. I want you to be the bachelor and I want you to live it up. But also like, I really, really wanted you to know that this was going to be a bad idea. And I think she did a decent job in a bad situation in the beginning to try to explain it, but he was not hearing it. Okay. So she, I, I don't remember that part. So she did earlier warn him that sex was not earlier in the season, just when she's explaining it right now, just when she's explaining oh, right now, she definitely okay. didn't do it earlier in the season, just at their okay. one-on-one date. I mean, just at the night portion of this, I thought she did a decent job trying yeah. to explain it, but he immediately shut down and was like, Oh no. Cause he, she, he knows already. He hasn't said it yet, but he knows that he, this is not going to end well. And I thought she did a decent job trying to express, like, I'm not trying to give you an ultimatum, but also like, I am giving you an ultimatum kind of thing. I don't know. Yeah. This whole end of episode um fantasy suite episode was so comfortable because I think I think we both see both of their sides yeah you know um he's trying to live the experience of being the bachelor and she wants a knight in shining armor to know what she's thinking but men can't read minds right so I think putting those two together it's it's just you know was bound for failure it, it you know she had these expectations that he didn't know we're there. And so she's kind of to fault in that aspect, but I get where she's coming from because I think every woman wants to feel like they're the only one there. And that, yeah. you know, that he, your, your guy isn't going to, you know, I don't want to say sleep with multiple women, but yeah. I mean, that's what happened. <laughs> right. Exactly. And so I don't know. Yeah. I think this is a unique type of relationship and monogamy in the real world means you're not going to sleep with anyone else, but there really isn't monogamy in the bachelor unless you establish it. And so he didn't know those terms. And so I think I see both sides. Yeah. I see both sides too. I didn't, I didn't love the, I am the most in love with you line that he, he dropped. I couldn't tell if that was maybe him trying to salvage it and just make her stay, or if he meant it, maybe both. I think he was definitely grasping a little bit to try to get her to stick around in the beginning and maybe they could talk it out. They would get to go into the fantasy suite, do this without the cameras and actually maybe see if they could move past it. But then after she walks away, he is immediately like, 
I, she's going to leave. Like I am over this, over this. And I almost think whatever producer, whoever she was talking to, when she said, I understand everything he's saying and I believe him, I just don't know what to do. I think they almost talked her into calming down. And if he then came back and said, like was emotional, showed any like remorse about how they were having a, 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 an argument and said, Hey, listen, like, I don't have the answers either. I'm trying to be honest with you. I did sleep with both of them, but I would rather like us really try to talk this out and move forward. And I'm sorry that I, you know, hurt you here versus immediately being like, I don't even know you anymore. Like I was like, I felt like he got a little angry. People all react to rejection differently. And he felt rejection. And I think his first emotion was defense and anger. But he, at the same time, I have to give him credit because he did own up and say right out, I slept with two women. True. I did tell two other women that I have feelings of love. And so he wasn't beating around the bush and I'm glad he didn't lie in any way. He, he was very upfront. So he gets so much respect for that. But I agree with you. I think, and I'm sorry, I think he was feeling pain and it was just sudden and shock. And so that reaction just was very jarring and, and they couldn't recover. Yeah. Meanwhile, she had a whole week stewing, you know, spiraling in her bubble of the hotel. Spiraling on the spiral staircase. That was a great shot. Yeah. No, I think that was epic. It was like out of a movie. And yeah. I loved I loved that scene just for the show. But I I think she had time to think about it. And anyway he didn't have time to react. And so I wish they could have talked through this. And I almost wish they had the fantasy suites just not to be intimate, but just to have some resolution. But he quickly turned that rejection into like, I just want to end this conversation. Yeah. And he, she did say, you know, I thought you wouldn't compromise what we had. I don't know if I could have done it better. I feel awful. So she clearly felt like, you know, she could have expressed it better. I don't, I think that really would have just come down if she expressed it earlier. I don't know if she could have expressed it better because I think she was being pretty sympathetic to you're the bachelor. I get it. But also like, I'm pissed that you did this. And then he, he says you invalidated everything. I thought you would want to work through something like this, which he is saying, so he is saying like, I want to work through it, but he's saying it in a way where I don't think he means it. And then he does flip a switch at one point and he's just like, get out of here. I really did love you. Anything you say doesn't matter anymore. And she's still like apologizing. And it just got like to the point where, you know, it was, he didn't want to hear it anymore. And I wonder how long they really were going back and forth for, because it was probably longer than we saw. I completely agree. And it's so funny because at the beginning of their date in Reykjavik, they had this windstorm, like just, you know, this torrential weather date. And I think it really foreshadowed this conversation later in the night yeah. and how they both communicate. They just... Yeah. It, their communication is kind of a windstorm. It really is. And it kind of reminds me of the Katie and Greg blow up from a couple of seasons ago on The Bachelorette, because that was also kind of like about the show. Like Greg yes. didn't, she was talking in show terms. Clayton's kind of been talking in show terms and both Greg and Susie are, were, are done with the show terms and have real life feelings. And part of me gets that. And another part of me is like, is it fair to be like, you know what I mean? Like you still are on the show. Like I'm not saying their feelings aren't valid, but at the same time, like he's the bachelor and he's trusting the process. He's going through the show. Like, did he technically break any rules or anything wrong? No. no. But also like, is he just a moron for planning to sleep with all three of them? I don't know. It was just a failure to communicate on it both was. the parts and they both are equally, I feel bad for both of them equally. You I know? Do, too. do you think anything would have been different if Susie went first? Yes. I think she would have obviously communicated first, um, her feelings and he, he would have changed his actions because apparently he had his strongest feelings of love for her. So it's just, you know, everything works out how it's meant to, and maybe 
maybe they just weren't meant to be because the timing. Yeah. And by the way, I said this about Katie and Greg, when it happened, the way they had their first fight and how poorly they both handled it kind of shows they were never going to work anyway. Cause guess what? The first time they had like real something to work through, they, they couldn't do it really. And these two, something similar, like Clayton shut down. He, they really weren't communicating very well. And that would maybe be another example of a real life fight. If they had, you know, if their communication skills were, were more compatible, maybe they would have gotten past this. So maybe it's like saves you from what would happen in the real world in a way. No, a hundred percent. I feel like there's two things about like that are key in love. It's communication and to find love timing. And yeah. I think both were against them today. Do you think Susie's going to come back in the finale? Um, I don't think so. It yeah. sounded like sleeping with the other two men was a real deal breaker. And I don't know how she would move past that. I don't know how she would either, but Jesse Palmer in the promo was like, I have something that's going to change everything. So I just want I, I, I have hope. I hope Susie comes back because I think the relationship has so much potential and um, compared to the other two. But at the same time, I just don't know if he's really ready, yeah. you know, for love, because it's it sounds like he's really confused if he if he's telling all three of them that he loves them. I think he's very confused too. And then he takes the approach of let me tell Gabby and Rachel at a rose ceremony, quote, rose ceremony from hell that he was intimate with both of them that he told Rachel uh, that he told Susie she's gone. But I said, I love you too. And I know it's like a show, but I really do feel like they maybe would have let him not do it at the rose ceremony. I feel like that was a wild mistake, Clayton. I mean, I think it's very entertaining, you know, but at the same time, I feel like he should have spoke to each of them privately and had the, not the respect for them, but just like the, just like some etiquette to know that they would want to process this, not in front of the other person they're speaking with. It's truly wild. The breakdown, like, and I, I, you know, I'm not judging either of them, but like the hysteric, like it's a lot. Um, but it does feel like, you know, the word love or falling in love, or I'm in love with you was sacred at one point in the bachelor, maybe even more so than sex. So I think that it's the triple, I love you. That really is killing all both of them way more than the sex stuff. And with Rachel and with Susie, it might've been actually sleeping with them. So it's also just interesting the difference, but it's like the two things that are kind of sacred in bachelor land and Clayton kind of just dropped the ball on that. If he wanted, like I said, real life conclusions or like if he, he needed to just think a little bit farther ahead. Um, but again, you're the bachelor. You're allowed to sleep with everybody. I guess. I don't know. We praised Hannah Brown for it. I don't know. I mean, I think I feel bad, but there are different standards for men and women. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's true. And it's a complicated sex in the bachelor. I've had a complicated history for a long time. Like we were saying before, and it's some ways it's changed in a good way. Other ways, now it's like, okay, do we know too much? Is, is, is the audience now a little too into it? There's no mystery. And now we can fully, you know, judge harder because before we were drawing conclusions as this in a social media world, it can be tough. I mean, there is nothing wrong with him sleeping with all three of them. If they all, you know, it's just a risk he has to take that one of them might not be okay with it, which one of them wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like Gabby, you know, she was totally cool. She was like, do whatever you want, you know? And so if, if all three of them were like that, then we wouldn't be having this conversation. So he's in a tough predicament because I think it's, he keeps getting these curveballs. Like Susie was a curveball at the end. He wasn't expecting this and, and it's just a shame. She didn't express it sooner. Yeah, it is. And it's a shame that he, you know, I I guess we can't judge him too hard, but it's a shame he kind of lost his school at the end and almost tried to shame her for how she felt. It was just like a messy thing. And the lack of communication was 
was tough. And I'm very interested to see how, what, you know, what are, we don't know how it ends. They keep teasing. It's still playing out. Yeah. I think he's single and they're throwing it out. They're hoping that one of them will try to give him another chance at the tell all. No. I had to guess. I know the tell all made me feel like he's single. Yeah, me too. And yeah. I think at, at after the final rose, I think they're going to be like, all right, any three of you want to go for Clayton? And I don't think it's, I don't know if any of them are going to take the bait with that. And then it's just tough because Clayton's going to probably feel like maybe this, this wasn't worth it for him. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like he struggled the entire season. And so I just, I, I don't know if any of the women are invested in coming back to him. Yeah. I don't know either. I'm excited to see it though. And I think because we've saw Susie really carry herself so well all season that I think it'll probably be like a pretty productive, maybe conversation versus in the past with the after the final rose, you know, Katie came in blunt, uh, guns blazing at Greg. She was not ready to hear anything he had to say. She came what up prepared. I would imagine Susie would come a little more like, wow, that sucked what we both went through, but like, wish you the best if I had to guess, but I don't know. We'll say. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I can't wait for that conversation. And I also feel like Susie processes her feelings very, um, just very well. Yes. So I think that she'll come in and we'll get some resolution that we're looking for. I think so too. Well, thank you so much for joining me. I always love talking to you. I feel like we, it's just, it's endless. We go in circles with this one, but I'll let you go. Um, how have you been? How's married life? Anything, anything crazy to share? Um, things are going well. Um, just, yeah, just moved to Austin, Texas. We just got a puppy. So those are life updates, but still doing lifestyle and fashion blogging. And so, yeah, I'll see you next time. And still watching the bachelor, which is, yes, don't ever stop because I need you to come back. I need (laughs) you to, I need you at least like twice a year. I enjoy our conversations. Well, I love seeing you, Sarah. Thank you so much. And I hope to see you soon. Yes. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of Here for the Right Reasons. Don't forget to leave us five stars and come back every Tuesday and Friday for more Bachelor breakdowns, interviews, and all things Bachelor Nation.